Good afternoon, everyone. So you are saying hi to people. I did it in a little bit of an accent today. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. It's like my British accent. Wait, so is that the intro? Yes. <laughs> we are not in agreement on how to start this podcast episode. I want to make it more interesting. And he does not care. No, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I think that making it interesting can be anything. Just talking about anything. It doesn't have to be something super fancy. Sure. But you always start it that way. You always do it in the sense of, hey, guys. <laughs> well, because I want to greet people. That's all. Sure. I don't understand. I'm, I'm, I want to be a little bit more. I'm trying to make it more um, interesting. But obviously, whatever. At the end of the day, it's fine. But, you know, I want to give you something a little bit more spicy in the beginning sometimes. It's not just like, hey, guys, welcome back to the Connected and Committed podcast. Like, yeah. I did that all the time from my other one. And it was, we I just, just talk about, it. Yeah, we can just talk about our lives without being fancy, you know? That's true. It can be simple. Your life updates, things like that. Seeing of life updates. Tell them about your trip. Your oh. My trip? Our, yeah, your trip. <laughs> I'm going to. But <laughs> uh, I mean, we... Um, we uh, are going to a really fun country at the end of the year. Matthew's um, dream for like the past two years. Yeah, because we had a, uh, a lot of points on our uh, credit card and we found a really good deal for flight tickets. Well, it wasn't even because of the deal. The deal it happened because of our points. Yeah, but also because at that time oh, of the year, true, the prices were lower to it's go true. Uh, but yeah, so we are going to Japan. We're going to Japan, round trip, two round trip tickets from LA to Tokyo for $81. Yeah. That's unreal. I just, that's unreal. And I'm it's gonna be, shocked. It's it's the craziest trip we've ever taken. Yeah. Because it's going to be the longest trip we've ever been on. Without being with like, usually we, we had long trips into Europe, but that's because we're at Matthew's like family's house. So it's like a free rent, you know what I mean? We're not paying for anything. I feel like this trip is even longer though. It is a little bit longer. For because sure. we like, we have to figure out how to get go to LA. <laughs> okay. Well, no, but like, what if like, for example, we have to go to LA the day before the trip, you know what I mean? Yeah, that adds like two days on our trip because we leave, we would uh, go the day before and then leave the day after we get sure, there. Sure, so it's a lot longer. Technically, with the flight schedule, though, it is possible that we could do the same day. But you said you were scared. Just risky, just risky. After the, all the Southwest things happen, I'm scared. But then don't, take, like, don't take Southwest. I know, but I'm just nervous. But you're right, whatever. Um, this is the second longest trip I've ever taken. This is definitely. Well, for us, for me, that's the longest trip together, I've ever taken. The when, when, like, I think it also feels long because we're we're gonna be on our own and we're gonna be in a country that people like where people don't really speak english very well and we're gonna we're actually like people who work you know like we have our normal jobs and like we pay rent and all that stuff and we're taking like two and a half weeks completely off you know what i mean yeah but completely off that's maybe maybe we can still do the podcast when we're not Sure. I'm not bringing this podcast. We will pre-record <laughs> episodes. I love you guys, but I am not working when I'm there. We well, reels though there for sure. Yeah, I'll be because so cool. <laughs> yeah, because there's so many nice places to do reels at. He's so cool. When I'm on vacation, I, I'm on vacation. That's it. Like I'm not trying to work. I work yeah. every other day of the week. Um, oh, do we have uh, do we have people who listen from Japan? That's what I was gonna say. If anyone's from Japan, or I'm gonna post on Instagram too. Anyone's from Japan, 
we will be hitting like I will ask around. So I would love to know all the things that you feel like are absolutely necessary. You want to meet us? You want to meet up? There? Like anything? You, you want to take us to a nice restaurant? <laughs> you want to want to host us? Want to host us? Totally kidding. We're, but, da we're down to have a, a authentic Japanese experience. Oh man, any the most more authentic the better, to be honest. But we're really really excited, and it's something that we we've been talking about for a super long time. Matty's been talking about it forever. And yeah. for, for it to finally happen is unreal. Look at back, we bought tickets and it's only February, it's February still, it's it's unreal. But like such a blessing, I'm so thankful yeah. um, for this experience. It's gonna be really, really cool. It's gonna be really fun. Anyways, um, just life updates. But that's not the topic of today's podcast. The topic of today's podcast is... We're gonna talk about today things that are we people stay in relationships that are typically harmful rather than helpful. And we say it so often, not even realizing how um, much, like much harm this could be bringing to relationship. And so if we can eliminate these words, eliminate these phrases, it'd actually be more beneficial. And it'll probably um, take away a lot more arguments to be honest in relationships as well. Yeah, I think, so, you know, there's gonna be like a few communication tips and sometimes having better communication is not something that's that hard to do. It sometimes it's just about taking out some things, mm -hmm. you know, forever, because uh, there are things that I feel like we can get entitled to say because we like we feel like it's justified to say it, or we feel very strongly about something, about something yeah. and we feel like it's normal to say those things when at the end of the day, like those things don't bring anything helpful to the relationship. They're like, they're a waste of time and they can be harmful. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially in conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Want to give some examples of that? Okay, so what I was thinking more specifically <clears throat> is all the, the times you say, or like people say, uh, you should have, you could have, or you would have. It's like those three words specifically in the past tense are things that are so useless in communication mm -hmm. because that's my opinion because they uh they talk about past things it's like you could have done that you should have done that you you would have said that or like things like that it's like okay how is that helping us resolve that conflict sure how, how is that helping us <clears throat> saying okay i could have done that i should have done that uh when it's like you're talking about past things things that i cannot change we need to uh talk about ways that we can improve our, our our communication or whatever happened in the future not in the past i know that I'm, I'm guilty of that i think that i don't know if i've said how much i've said it recently because i know that you've mentioned it very clearly how much you don't like me saying that and so I've, like, I've, I've stopped saying those as much but i know in the beginning i would say it often and the reason why i would say it like for example let's just say um this is an example. It didn't actually happen, but I'm giving you this example because I can't think of one right now. But um, let's just say uh, you didn't get gas in the car, and now I have to leave earlier, or I'm going to be late for work, we'll say, quote unquote, I don't know, because the gas isn't filled and you have the car last. Let's just say this is not happening, but this is an example. Um, and then I'm like, well, babe, oh my gosh, like you should have gotten gas. You know what I mean? Like, why didn't like, you do it? And I'm saying it in the sense because I'm frustrated. And because I need I need you to know that I'm frustrated and you should have done it. 
But in reality, it is, it's kind of just like I'm saying it in, in a critical and kind of a condemning way to make him feel bad rather than it's like, there's no benefit to that. There's nothing happening. I can tell him I'll probably, that made me frustrated. Like I am frustrated you didn't get the gas and now I have to like wake up earlier or I'm, I'm really cutting it close for work now. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to shame you for it because yeah. you, you know what? You, you made a mistake or you forgot or whatever. It's not a big deal. But sometimes you say it because you want to make sure they know that they did something wrong. When in reality, they probably already know. And you're adding on more shame or criticism yeah. rather than actually benefiting the relationship. I, I feel like, yeah, those those uh, uh, phrases are often used in like an uh, accusatory way. Mm. It's, it's really the, like the goal is to put the blame yeah. on the person for something. And I feel like in that specific situation, for example, something that would have been better would have been like, okay, you can express your frustration, mm -hmm. but instead of telling me, oh, you should have done that, or you could have, whatever, you would say like, I would really appreciate if next time yeah. the situation happened, uh, you would do that. Yeah, no, for sure. You know, I feel like that's, so we're okay. using another, you know, word or whatever, but that's like present tense or like we're referring to something in the future. It's not something that's accusatory. We're, we're actually trying to make things better uh, in the relationship. Sure. And it's, it's completely different. You don't even have to use wood. I can just say next time I'd really appreciate it if you could. Oh, yeah. You did <laughs> so, say yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, you're right. That's right. I think I think should. I mean, you, exactly what you're saying. When you're using it in the past tense, it is for sure a way of it's it's shame. And even when you're using it for yourself, like, yeah. dang it, I should have done that. That's coming from a self-critical voice. Yeah. And you're doing it in the same way for your partner. You're coming from a place of criticism and you don't need to bring that on your in your relationship. And so I, I think should for sure is and never a word you should use. I just said it, but you know what I mean? You should never use it ever. It's just, it never is going to bring life for yourself or for your relationship. Yeah. And as you're mentioning in the past tense, when it's coming to the present in a way that's like, because I said it in a way that's kind mm -hmm. or in a way that's actually like, hey, I'm bothered, but next time I'd really appreciate it if you could do that. Okay. Yeah. It, 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 there's the way you're saying it is completely different than the way I'm like, you should have done that. Now I'm going to be late. That's your fault. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I think that there's other things that sometimes we might say when we're trying to, like, blame the other person for something. Uh, I'm thinking about, you know, if, if you find yourself sometimes saying things like, oh, you always do that. Mm -hmm. You when, Like, when we're this and that, you always do that or you, you're always like that. It's um, identifying yeah. someone to something or, like, kind of, like, attach uh, – something like an action to a person by saying you always do that or you're always like that that's something that's really not helpful in a relationship because it doesn't build up your spouse or your partner mm -hmm. whoever you're with it's more like oh I'm, I'm gonna blame you for this because you always do that and i, th I think that's that's something that's really harmful as well yeah saying always it's never true. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it, I, I'm going to, well, I'd never too in a sec, but always is if I'm saying you always do this, you always leave the dishes out. You always blank, blank, blank. I, I can guarantee you that that's not true. I'm, like I'm sure there's probably times it's not the case, but then, yeah, exactly. You put your, 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 um, putting that as something where it's like on the opposite end of, I'm saying like you always leave the dishes out. 
okay, that means, okay, therefore you're saying I'm, I'm, I'm you're, that means you're lazy. You never do it. So therefore that means you're, you're a lazy person or you always are blank, blank, blank. You're identifying some sort of trait to who they are. And that's the way that you're seeing them. And if you're putting it in that way, it's going to make them feel like, dang, like you, you feel like I always do that. And you don't ever see the yeah. times I've, I've done 5 million times. I have done it. only seeing it when I haven't. Yeah. Well, that's not fair. And that feels frustrating. And then you're kind of sitting with that rather than it being like, Hey, you throw the dishes out. That's frustrating. Can you put it away? And even if it's, you know, sometimes it can happen often, you know, like, yeah, maybe sure. they, maybe they don't really need more time wash. to do it than not. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they, they like, you know, they don't wash dishes often and then you you would have this tendency of saying oh you you always do this or like you said uh, you never do this because that, that's that's something i think it's using those extremes yeah of like you never do this you always do this uh it's something that's like never helpful if you're trying to resolve a conflict in a relationship because i think that when if you're two people who are in a healthy relationship and you're working to get better at communicating, you're working at, at uh, improving the way you resolve conflicts, then you need to assume that e like each of you is trying to do its best. Mm. And when you bring in the relationship, you always do this or you never do this. It's assuming that they actually don't do that. They actually are not trying their best to make this work. They're lazy for example you know or whatever other things you can uh, identify someone with it's it's really it's really harmful because it shows that basically you don't really believe that the person you're with is is trying to also help in the relationship hmm. yeah i agree it's because it's typically when you're saying those things in a conflict setting it's something you're frustrated with um and you're only seeing it in the sense of you're seeing it from that lens because you're frustrated and I understand that. And sometimes you want to make a point. So you are saying it in those extremes. But as you just mentioned, it's not benefiting anything. The only time you should be using, you should, but you know what I mean. The only time that it would be beneficial for you to use um, always and never is when it's actually speaking live for the relationship. Yeah. So like, honestly, like, things. yeah, like you always... Or you're, or you're always so thoughtful. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you're always, you, you never say mean things about me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like those things are solidifying something that you want to actually believe in your partner and actually want them to connect to. But when you use those words in a, ne in a negative way, it, it's like kind of just like, I, I know that you don't, you, I don't feel like you, I'm trying to think of when you, if you use those very often, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering who probably is probably going to be mean. Well, sometimes, sometimes I feel like, cause that happens, you know, that I, you would use it and that happens that I could use it too. But usually I feel like when you say it, I like catch you saying it and I'm like, no, I don't want you to say that because it's not helpful. Cause it's like, you're, you're uh, putting like a sticker on me, <laughs> I yeah. guess that like, okay, well this is, this is Mathieu and he never does the dishes, you know, something like that. Mm -hmm. Or like, he's always uh, uh, doing, He's always late for things, which is more, <laughs> more you. Um, but you recently been late. I'm saying I've been done. I've been on time a lot recently. That's good. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's like putting this, uh, yeah, this, this thing on, on, on the person that this is who they are and this, and there's no room for improvement. Yeah. Yeah. 
For sure. And, and I think that if you experience that kind of frustration where like it's something that you see your, your spouse or your partner do often, it's something that frustrates you, then instead of waiting for the time where like it's too much and then you're going to explode and you start saying, you always do this or you never do this, blah, blah, blah. You, you need to find a better way to like express your frustration. And let's, let's talk about the dishes example. Let's say your partner doesn't do dishes very often and that frustrates you. Well, instead of approaching them by like attacking them and like blaming them, uh, saying you, you never do the dishes, uh, or like even using the, the earlier examples that we use, oh, let's say you come home from work and your partner has been here and he hasn't done the dishes. Instead of coming home and being like, you never do the dishes. Uh, you've been here all day you could have done the dishes or you should have done the dishes like things like that instead of doing that express your frustration saying okay well i see you, you didn't do dishes uh and i feel like it's been happening uh like so, uh, pretty often lately uh, i i would really like you to do dishes mm -hmm. i feel like that's a much better way of saying it because you're not attacking the person you sure. know what i mean you're not blaming the person and you're not, you're basically not reacting to your, your emotions of, of frustration. You're trying to express something in a kind way and being like, okay, like I really would like you to do that. Mm -hmm. For sure. I think that that's, it's so easy. And what we're trying to do as well, like we've talked about this in so many different contexts of not, your feelings are not your number one drivers of how you react. And it's so easy when you come home, let's say, and you are tired and just like worn out and you're just wanting a clean space or whatever, yep. for example. Expectations. Mm -hmm. And then you come home and then you see dishes piled up, for example, or the, 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 the home, the, the house is a mess or things are everywhere. You're, you're already like super limited on your emotional capacity and that just pushes you over the ed edge. And it's so easy to want to react and be like, you never, you never clean the house. You never do this. You never do that. You always blank, blank. You should have, you could like, you want to put on all the shame and all the blame on the person. And then the person is just like, you don't know for one that what they've been doing. Maybe they were just chilling. Maybe they were, maybe they had a really tired, like overwhelming day and they just want to relax for example and then you come home and you bring that and energy in yeah it just it just puts on a lot of just like oh my gosh like you're coming in you're you're changing the atmosphere in the house you're frustrated now you're making me feel bad i'm not going to carry that shame i'm putting that back on you and then it just, it's going to lead into fight period unless you're unless the partner is just super super patient and just like doesn't react you know and I, i'm thinking of an example that I'm, i feel like this happens a lot where for women who have babies, I don't have a baby yet. I'm not even pregnant, but I've heard this a lot from women um, where obviously the baby attaches to them because I mean, it was in their body for nine months and they um, they um, just connect, connect to the baby easier. And then like, maybe the husband is with the baby for a bit and then the husband's asking like, oh my gosh, like the baby's crying, what do I do, what do I do, what do I do? And it's like, you never know what to do. Fine, I'll just have them. Like you don't, you don't, you can't have like that. And then because they're frustrated and they're tired and then whatever, and they just want to break. But when you say those things or when we put those things on our partner, it really brings like criticism and shame. And the person just like feels small, you know, rather than building them up. You never want to make your partner feel small. Mm -hmm. Like that is never, ever, ever the goal. No matter how frustrated you are, no matter how much over the edge you are, that you you 
can never do that because then you're gonna you're putting you're automatically building some foundation of of making them feel small making them feel small mm -hmm. bringing disconnection bringing shame and that space is going to continue getting built big building yeah, more and more and become like a, a pattern exactly in, in your relationship whenever you, you get frustrated which you know we're not saying that you, you you're not allowed to be frustrated trust me not all what i'm saying because because that that's that's normal but to make a point there is there is a way to say things there is a better way to say things there there is a delivery is really important mm. and reacting to your emotions is usually not the best way to deliver something like that yeah <laughs> um and that's why sometimes it even though it feels like oh man like i really who i really want to blame them for that mm -hmm. you know and i i get that like sometimes we really want to do that uh just having maybe those rules i guess or or boundaries of like okay even though i really am upset and frustrated about the situation i will not say you should have you could have or you would have and i would not say you never or you always do this or you know things like that i think that's like there's probably other things i think sometimes it's also it can be like a, a, a personal thing as well sometimes it's like okay whenever we have uh, uh, an argument I really don't like when you say that and that's okay to uh, uh, to make that known to the other person and figure out a better way to say things and I think that it, that can be personal because we all have different triggers and and knowing those triggers and, and knowing like things that you don't want to hear a certain way because it's like okay I when you say things like that I feel like this yeah. that's good to that's good to know that and it, it can be personal I think for those other things we talked about today, those are also more general things that I believe are are not beneficial, no matter the situation. Yeah. And those are rules that you can, or boundaries that you can uh, implement in your relationship that can be helpful uh, when it comes to like expressing a frustration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or that you're upset. Correct. And I, I, I'm, this is coming to my mind because I know that we were talking about this ahead of time of like what, um, phrases and things that just aren't beneficial. I'm, I'm just going to add this and you can take it out if you want to, but, mm -hmm. um, like passive language is just never going to be beneficial. I'm just going to say that very, very clearly because I think at times we say things mm -hmm. and then it can be because it's so passive, we can be like, Oh, I'm joking, but you're really meaning it. And the person feels like it feels yucky. You know what I mean? It feels just like you weren't joking. I know like that what? was real. Like, for example, oh my gosh, you're being so sensitive. Yeah. And then that person, because like, especially, there's some people who might not care if they say that, like, okay, whatever, I am sensitive, I don't mind. But I guess what I'm trying to say is if it's like passive language, it's, it's, it can be kind of a joke, but the, the partner is mentioned or they already have kind of like, I don't like it when you say that. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're saying I'm sensitive or you're so. Um, so picky. You're, or things like that. Sure, you're so picky or you're, you're, you're so weak or whatever, you know what I mean? Or whatever. I, there's certain things we kind of joke about, yeah. you know, I, I, I learned very, very quickly. Matthew does not like it when I joke about things that are not nice, which I appreciate. He just like, he takes words very, very personally and will not like, even as a joke, I, he won't like allow it, which I'm like, quick, I appreciate that. He made it very clear. And I've, I've been respectful. I feel of not bringing those up again. I'm like, quick, quick, I won't, I won't say that because I don't want to hurt you. 
But I think that at times we say it as a joke and we're kind of like, oh, come on. It was just a joke. Stop being so sensitive. Stop being so whatever. Then it's like, if the person is saying that that bothers them, even if you're taking it as like, okay, that wasn't a big of a deal. If, if it's not benefiting them and if they say it's, it's like, whatever, if it's saying this, they don't want to hear that, cut it out. Period. That's it. Like there's, there's no like, wow, they're being so overly blah, 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 or whatever. We take things our own way. And if, if, the, if your partner is saying they don't want they don't want you to say those things, or if you're saying things passively, even if there's meaning behind it, do not add those words into your vocabulary about your partner. Because mm -hmm. that, that's like you're you're thinking about a certain way. You're thinking about your partner a certain way that's negative, and you may be saying it as a joke, but you're you're, you're actually bringing it. You're actually meaning truth behind it. You know what I mean? And I think that that's actually causing this like a toxic. It's a toxic environment to start bringing up in your relationship. Does that yeah. make sense? Well, it makes sense because it's just not. Uh clear communication i guess it's like you're trying to say something but in a way that's like not clear it's not clear because you're you're hiding it with being funny mm -hmm. you know and that's i mean that's like i don't know you know when clear communication is just the best kind of communication like you have something to say you 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 say it and you don't go around it using uh different ways of communication like you know mm -hmm. people are passive aggressive that's like yeah that's yeah i don't know i don't i really don't like uh people are passive aggressive it's gross yeah because I, I just don't think that's okay I'm, and i don't i just don't think i i was if my parents had something to say they would say it very clearly mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's it um straightforward very straightforward people I'm sure I need to verify that with my family. So I'm thinking now, look, I don't like, if they have something to say, they're not going to hide it. And I think even if it wasn't nice, not saying they're saying mean things, but you know what I mean? Like they're not, if they had something to say, they would say it. Yeah. And I know that passive it's, it, it can feel easier at times to hide behind fast passive language because it feels safer. And then it's like, Oh, if they take it wrong, you can just be like, Oh, well, just kidding. Ha huh? Yeah. Move on, whatever. But then it's just like, no, that's not fair. I don't think that, that that's like not kind. And it's really, really, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be harsh in a sense. It's kind of cowardly to hide behind passive language because you're not being clear and being stating what you actually want. You don't need to be. You don't need to be mean in order to say something. You can yeah. be. You can be straightforward and still be honoring in the language in the things that you're saying. Yeah. I think that that's very clear. I think that's something we should say too. And when we're when we're talking about these things, it's really about the delivery and about how what the meaning we're making behind it. And you're not. We're not trying to tear people down. And I'm never gonna say something to Matthew that's gonna be mean. Like, I, I'm just not going to do that. I'm like, you, you are blank, 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 blank. If I have something to say, and I know that's going to, he might take it in a way that's, that's sensitive, or I might say it strongly, I'm going to work around in a way that's going to, that's clear, but also that's still kind and that's still uplifting and not something that's so critical. Yeah. I think that's really important. Critical language just needs to be not a thing, even though I know it's yeah. hard. Trust me, I know it's hard at times, but like, it's just. Or blame, blame, uh, putting the blame on the person. That's like really hard to mm -hmm. do. It's hard. It is hard. But it's it's necessary if you want to get better at communication because I think at the end of the day, like communication is uh, one of the, if not the most essential part of a relationship, and it's an it's an art, and that means you know if if you're an artist and you're trying to get better at your craft, then you have to learn about it and do it more and more practice so you can. Uh, uh, perfect it yeah and that's that's what communication is is like you gotta if you see that you're running into the same 
uh, the same walls over and over again, same kind of uh, arguments, uh, conflicts, whatever. And then that means that there's something that needs to change and you need, that means you need to get better at something. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, you know, that's something that you, you're never going to arrive uh, and have perfect communication, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't work on it. That, that doesn't mean that you should stop getting better at it. Yeah. You, you always have to figure out things that will work better for your relationship. And it's just, that's just the way it is. And sometimes getting better at communication, like, like I said earlier, it's as simple as just taking out uh, things that we say yeah. and just not using those things. Yeah. It's baby steps. And I think that that, if we're already, if this is something that you feel you guys do often, like using these words and using things that are kind of like more of a um, hurtful, critical language, honestly, the way that this is going to change is for you to be able to like see it too. Like obviously you guys keep each other accountable, but even if it's like you guys have a whiteboard in your house and you write, these words are not acceptable in our home and you just write it down. And so if you guys are arguing in your home and you see it, you're like, "Mm, okay, nope. Like, you know, even if it's a middle of an argument, you have a good point. You really want to say it. Your partner needs to stop you. I'm like, no, stop. You're you're using the word. We're not using those words anymore. Say, re-say that in a way that's actually going to be helpful. Yeah. Like it's, it's accountability right now, which is probably at first going to be really frustrating and be like, Ooh, you're just stopping me. Cause you want me to say what I want to say, but like, okay, but yeah, you're coming out of real hot and you can still be, you can still be frustrated without becoming off rude, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so get a, get a whiteboard, be accountability partners for each other, like do whatever you need to do to really stop those languages in your home. Cause I think that alone already mitigate yeah. or decrease some of the arguments already. Um, the way that you say these things. And I mean, if you're also like, we, we got to say that, but you know, if you're at a point where your, your relationship has a lot of problems with communication, there's nothing wrong with, uh, seeing a therapist. Very true. If you need, or like a coach, like, uh, like Jory. <laughs> it's true. I have a wait list right now. Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm coaching, available coaching. soon. If you're wanting something like, I, yeah. I don't know. I took it off of Instagram because I got full, but because I think depending on obviously your situation, you might be in a deeper uh, situation where like there's more things that need need to be worked on and unveiled. Yeah. Then there's nothing wrong with having a therapist or a, a coach. It's it's totally normal. It's totally okay to have a, a third party who is an expert uh, tell you you know, how to get better mm-hmm. at communicating and, you know, read books. Um, like we like keep your love on. That's a good book. Uh, but there's book. obviously there's tons of, I'm sure there's tons of communication books out there where mm-hmm. you, you, you learn about getting better at that and yeah, just figure it out. Don't be afraid to get the help you need. That's all I got. What's what we're saying. Yeah. Um, and, and we have something to say with that too. If you are, um, dating, if you're married, I'm sorry, we don't have something for you right now besides coaching with me. Um, well, you don't have to be dating. You can also just be single and looking to date. Well, this is, I'm oh, sorry, I was, I was going to say in relation to the conflict, but great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're dating or single um, and you're like really wanting just more direction on how to date well and how to um, be on the right track to be in a healthy relationship and a successful mm-hmm. relationship, we have pre-sale going on right now for our date well mentorship. 
Um, I'm just trying to think of what put the link on there. Yeah, we'll put. It's not. Uh, it's only for our email list right now. For right now, but we're. It's what I'm trying to say is we're doing it in a very very decreased price currently for Datewell. Um, and if you are wanting to know more or wanting to be a part of it or have heard about it before and are, have been interested, but maybe missed the deadline or missed whatever, right now is the time to join mm -hmm. because our our significant price decrease um, happens up until Wednesday at 8 p.m. CST time. And then it's going to go up to our early bird price. And then from early bird price, it'll go up to our standard price. And then we start. So if you're wanting a really, really low price for date well and to work with us directly, this is the time to do it, my friends. Mm -hmm. um, we will link we will link um, it below so you can join our pre-sale offer. Um, like I said, it's only going to be for uh, when, by the time this episode releases, it's only be available for another 24 hours. Great. More than no, that. more than that. Yeah. 20, uh, 24 hours and a half. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. So something like that. So yeah, join now. Listen, we are so excited to have this new class coming in. And um, if you're wanting more help in relationships in your dating life, this is the course to join. This is the program to join. Um, yeah, I we, think it's it's really it's really useful. It's resources that you know we we wish we had when we were dating because we struggled with a, a lot of a lot of things like a lot of anxiety, a lot of uh, doubts and insecurities, and you know that's why we started that mentorship because we were like, okay, uh, what have we learned from our dating journey up until we got married that we could teach people yeah. about. Because, you know, even though we had obstacles in our dating journey, we still ended up, you know, getting married and uh, most importantly, being happy. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I think that that's really, that's the key of what we wish we would have learned and what we wish we would have known when we were dating. Because it would have saved a lot of heartache and it would have saved a lot of time and would have saved a lot of um, just like mental overwhelm. <laughs> um, so... If you're experiencing these things and we're, we went live by the time we're listening to this, we either went live yesterday or we're going live today, um, talking more about this and talking more about our journey, about why we're starting this. And so mm -hmm. get, listen to the live as well. Maybe we can link that as well in this podcast. If we've already done it. Um, so you guys can listen to it, but, um, yeah, come join us, but that's our wrap for today. Yeah. If you like this episode, don't forget to screenshot and share it to Instagram and tag us as well at Joy Rossignol. Spell the last name. R-O-S-S-I-G-N-O-L. Boom. Um, and Which means Nightingale. It means Nightingale in French. In French. Yes. Beautiful name. But yeah, we love you guys. We will see you guys next week. And we hope to see some of you guys into our mentorship. Yeah. Thank you for coming and listening. <laughs> love y'all. Bye. Bye.